It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van <laughs> So the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. Through the last day of this month, this month being December, join My Buona Rewards and get a free burger or chicken sandwich. It's that simple. Join My Buona Rewards today and get free Buona. Free, free, Buona. free. Free, Dr. Daryl Wilson. Free. All new members get 1,500 points. Or do you say 1,500? 1,500. Uh, of course you do. You're a doctor. Uh, remember to talk directly. In <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm not talking to my But phone. it's not even your turn, so I'm getting carried away. I'm going to shut up. Uh, when you use the Buona app, which I do all the time, you can take 10% off your order with my, po- my promo code. Treat yourself to a Bona Classic. Baptize it. Get the hot jardinier on it. By the way, I put hot jardinier on yours, too. Oh, that's great. That's okay, fine. Good. Uh, I was hoping you'd say that. Uh, maybe get a little messy messy with the meatball marinara sandwich. Mm. All worth it. Have a salad, pizza, whatever. Soup. Use the promo code CARNE10 at Buona. We are at the Buona in Countryside. countryside. Scenic Countryside tonight. Uh, I was here a couple weeks ago. You were. I, I was, and I, I couldn't help but come back. You have to come back. This place is the place. So I've been visiting different Bonas every week. Again, Dr. Daryl Wilson, I'll give him a formal intro in a second. Uh, went to the one in Skokie with Herb from Liars Club and Scott from Local H and Katie from Katie's Kids. Um, went to the one in Mount Prospect with Ike Riley. Did Plain White Tees. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's, yeah. With, with, with Tom from Plain White Tees right here in Countryside. Next week, the week of New Year's, the first week of 2022, I'll be returning to the Skokie location with Urge Overkill. Wow. First time Carcon Carne guest, Urge Overkill. Wow. Chicago music superstars. And then the week after that, someone who I can't announce yet, but it'll be very exciting. <laughs> so my guest tonight, well, he's a larger-than-life presence on stage Huge. and in the medical community. Huge. In his band, The Bull Weevils, Daryl Wilson is a physical, commanding singer. As a doctor... He's been commemorated on highway billboards. I have been on billboards, yes. <laughs> He's on. respected throughout the medical community. <laughs> he specializes in emergency medicine. And for a lot of us music fans, he's been a voice of reason through all of this. They're, they're crazy. Dr. Daryl Wilson. Hey. I, you know these are my favorite shows when I get to have you on. <laughs> I, I I appreciate you doing this. Is this like the first real snow day it in is. the Chicago I area? I shoveled snow. It was this is heart attack snow today. Oh, right, because it's all wet yes, and heavy. Yes, it was wet and heavy. I'm like, oh, my God, this add this to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Now heart attacks, too. Come on. <laughs> right. Can you just... Th- this thing's going to be raining fire, too, and then it'll melt the snow. Then all of a sudden, ice will come up again, and it'll be iced over. It's like, just come on. What are you going to pick? Wet and heavy. My wet first, and heavy. My first adult feature. That's right. <laughs> Your first and last one that you had, right? <laughs> That's right. It's a brief moment, but celebrated nonetheless. You had briefs on in that moment, too, didn't you? I did. That's the whole thing. Boxer That's, briefs. Uh, boxer briefs. That's the only way to go. Only way I, to go. I love those. That's the only way to go. Agreed. So, before we talk about everything. <laughs> yes, everything. We're at Bona. We're at Bona in Countryside. I got us the same exact thing. Oh, you got the... the I got the... the Satan? Satan. Satan. The Italian beefless. Yes. Which I've come to learn just from doing these few episodes... Of Carcon Carney, musicians are all about this. You know, because we're healthy people. <laughs> or maybe it's just, maybe it's that the musicians I interview are all of a certain age and they're at that point where they're like, oh, wait, I got I to gotta slow down. I mean, at a certain age where you actually <laughs> even close to the half century mark or above, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, right. I got to throttle this shit back. I gotta, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like, can I get use again? Can I capture it in the bottle? No, well, give me the seat hand then. Give me that. So we both got the Italian beefless. And it's great. Have you had this before? Uh, yes, I have. I, yes, a, I have. I am absolutely a fan. When it first came out, I was like, I had to get it. And it was like, it was just amazing. And I got us both cheese fries because you can't be too healthy. No, well, I mean, it didn't say anything about health. I just, I like taste and some health. Look at these. Maybe I just ordered fries. No, no, cheese fries. Here we go. It comes with a separate cheese. Yep. Which I prefer. No, I do too. You, you control the saturation. Yes, you do. Because then when it runs out, then you got to start using it as a sopping kind of thing to exactly, sop it all up. Exactly. You know, or you lose your finger and you get painted on. So, yeah, it, it's interesting. The musicians <laughs> I've had lately have been all about the Italian beefless. Uh, Tom from the Tees, Italian, Italian beefless. beefless. Right Scott Lucas of Local H, Italian, Italian beefless. beefless. Uh-huh. You know, refined gentlemen as well. Yes. You know, refined gentlemen. Uh, of course, Herb from Liars Club couldn't understand the concept of a vegan 
I think it, I think it enraged him. Refined gentleman as well. <laughs> yes. I'll say, you know, love him. Love him to death. You know, love him to death. Refined gentleman. You know, we all have our, our you know, things that we do. Uh, by the way, one of the many things I like about Buona, I use the restroom beforehand. And it's clean. It's super clean. And they have a hand dryer on the sink. They have like a hand dryer apparatus. Oh, so it makes it really easy for you to like take everything and just be right. done. I thought it was a soap dispenser at first. I'm like, oh no. Not a Bona Countryside. Oh, and you got blown right there at the sink. Though. I did. I did. <laughs> I mean, that's just, you can't beat that right there. All right, so, oh, God, the smell of the Jardinera. I did, the Bona Jardinera is for real. Remember when we had the... We went to a different Italian beef place years yes. ago. Wow. And we had so much fun, we ate, we ate our Italian beef sandwiches. We decided after we were done recording... To have two more? To have two more. Completely <laughs> irresponsible. Although, you are a doctor, and I asked for... Your Medical opinion. advice? Yeah. Well, oh, said- at that point, I was off duty. I wasn't saying that was real. I mean, that was horrible. I mean, I, I literally, I think I had like bypass surgery after that. We talked about that. <laughs> that was literally the only time in my life I've had two Italian beef sandwiches in one night. I think we had three though. Mm, I don't know, but check this out. This is the Italian beefless. Um, it is. It smells so good, it, and it tastes amazing. It does, and you can see the mm. the the bread is soaked. It's not quite baptized level, but it's it's wet. Oh, yeah. And it's, I mean, Jardinera on there. Their Jardinera is delicious. Mm-hmm. It's not just heat for the sake of heat. I mean, no, it isn't. It's, it's a spice. It's a little sweet. And it's, it's this is, as, as a person who no longer eats meat on a regular basis, I mean, this is fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. when I had this, I, I brought it home, and the kids were like, Dad, what is that meat there? I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, no, it's not. And they had it, and they're like, oh, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. And my wife thought the same thing. She's like, oh, it's pretty good. I will say it is incredibly difficult to eat in the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we've done this. We've done this. We're veterans with this. See, I, I, I got soft, Daryl. During, <laughs> during the pandemic, recording from my home office. Oh, yeah. Not eating while on Zoom. Like, I forgot how to do this. I haven't, yeah, I've been in the car forever. I mean, this mm-hmm. is... I mean, I'm, I'm glad to be back in the car. Mm-hmm. Because here. This is, this is like being back in the real world in some sense you know mm-hmm. I mean we're both you know hanging out we're both vaxxed and boosted we are mm. right, let's start there how can you not, how can we not mm-hmm. okay. Dr. Gerald Wilson let's talk about COVID I guess my first question for you is what the fuck <laughs> I don't know <laughs> you know it's um well right now I mean we're in a whole different place than we were um two years ago, right? Um, I mean, and you have to keep that in mind. That's that's what sometimes we forget. And I mean, I'm, I don't forget. I mean, how I've been, you know, throttle all the way up, you know, down, pedal to the metal for two years straight, right? Mm-hmm. And um, my other colleagues and, you know, all the members of the healthcare team, it's just, it's been kind of crazy. But we are at a point now that we have this protection that's there. It's, I mean, the virus is no longer novel. We've experienced it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. Um, we have some, you know, cellular immunity because we've got these vaccines that we've received, back boosters as well. That gives us, you know, some more protections. Um, the virus itself is mutated as well, and people get freaked out all the time. But I mean, yeah, the virus is, is it's trying to find a way to, you know, have hosts and not kill them. You know, I mean, it, it needs a, a vector. It needs a vector and a host to to continue to propagate. So, if you kill off all your hosts, that's kind of a kind of counterintuitive. It's kind of against what you should do. So, um, you hope that you know the, these, this strain that becomes more dominant, and it has its chance to mutate, mutates into something that also may be easily transmitted, but is not going to cause severe disease. Which we're we're seeing that. You know, that I mean, is, so. Is Omicron, in fact, less potentially dangerous than Delta? I mean, it appears that way. I mean, that's that's the thing we're seeing. I mean, at least from the patients I'm seeing, you know, the majority of individuals that I have seen, if you have been, you know, vaccinated and um, boosted, you know, you're not being hospitalized. You know, the, the, the people being hospitalized, primarily 90% of them are individuals who aren't vaccinated. And, there- and that either comes from either your choice or because you can't be vaccinated. I, I get it. There's there's mm-hmm. all kinds of things that happen that make that occur. 
and this is not about judgment. This is about just saying this is just what we're seeing. Right. Um, and you make a decision, or a decision is made for you, and 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 things like that can happen. So so ninety percent of the people are are unvaccinated. They're being you know admitted to the hospital, and you know those are the ones that end up in the ICU. You know sometimes not all of them. Um, of those that get breakthrough infections, the individuals are really over seventy five years old, and they have a multitude of other medical conditions or immunocompromised, and you know they, they, the, the of the immunized. Yes, or the ones who have you know the vaccinated. The, vaccinated ones and, and even the ones when you look at vaccinated and boosted individuals who have breakthrough infections I'm not seeing them get hospitalized you know and, and that's the good thing so um, the, we, we have protection built in we're not where we were we were kind of walking around unarmored you know and then the chance of, of being struck and struck down was higher years mm-hmm. ago you know and, and, and think when we had a, a more dangerous field to navigate we did a much better job of containing things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess when stakes are higher, people want to act in a different way. I mean, that's the kind of the ironic thing. I mean, it'd be weird, you know, like, remember in the beginning of this when we had, you know, vaccinations being doled out in categories of people who were put yes. into the category of 1A, 1B. It was almost like, you know, you were in Logan's Run and you were, a, you know, a Sandman or a runner. You know, that's exactly it. And I'll, I'll, never, I'll never not appreciate that reference. And, and so... When when things were scarce, it's like it's like NFTs for Christ. Like make 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 the vaccine an NFT, and then suddenly you're gonna see it gets rare. People want it. Um, I mean, that's just me being a, a joker. But I mean, it, it's like that's the kind of thing you run into when suddenly there's scarcity. We go crazy. When there's abundance, we go, you know, what the hell? Why would you give me that? It's worthless. Um, but it's not. We're seeing that we're getting protection. And so where we are today, it's very different than two years ago. Um, but we have this virus that is easily transmittable and people when they get sick they suddenly don't know what to do because we've had this constant you know reminder that death is around the door death is just waiting for you and you know right now i'm not seeing a lot of that we're not we're not having case fatality rates going up and how do do you know when someone comes in with covid that it's omicron and not delta and not I mean, we, we don't. We don't again, we're right. not testing for that right now. I mean, it's it's it, when you look at you know the cohort that's out there. I mean, you, you have to take odds. You know, that's what mm-hmm. you're doing, and, and primarily that's probably going to be what it is when you're finding individuals who are vaccinated who get sick, who get exposed and get ill, who a lot of them are asymptomatic. You know, and they get tested for other reasons. Um, you know, it, it's it's it, we gather that it probably is Omicron, and, and the thing about it too is you know. You don't forget the things that we should have learned from all this over time. Whatever viral illness you have, don't expose other people. You know, wear a mask if you're going to be, you know, doing anything. Just, you know, stay home till you're well and wash your hands like grandma told you. I mean, that's the simple stuff. We, we, we have to do the simple things right. And then we'll be okay. And, and thank God, you know, that with evolution and, and the way that the virus continues to change, we hope that hey, it, it becomes less and less mm-hmm. of a killer. And you know what? I, it's one of those things now you look at it and go, well, do we get Omicron? Because if I get it, I'm gonna, yeah, people are getting it like left and right, right? Um, I, I, I joked earlier that everyone got it for Christmas. Yeah, I mean, Merry Christmas to you. You know, there you go. Ho, 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 here's your coal and some Omicron for <laughs> right. you. Right. You know, and if Krampus is sitting back there laughing, <laughs> yeah. you know, throwing it at you. The Grinch is like mm-hmm. coughing in your face. Um, I, I think that, you know, it's not just avoiding this one it's like maybe avoiding it till you get the next mutation that you hope is even less likely to cause you to get sick and and with most coronaviruses you know they've been the cause of the common cold maybe that's what we're you know evolving into i don't know um you know i can't say for sure i just know what i'm seeing right now is that we're not at the same phase where we're two years ago where it's like, my God, you're 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 on death's door when you come in. Thank God. Well, it, uh, as you're talking about hospitalizations, there is that narrative of vaccinated people being hospitalized. Mm-hmm. Did you just essentially clear that up by saying it's the elderly and yeah, it, the people I'm seeing are are primarily older patients with a significant number of medical conditions that put them at risk. But even then, they're not the sicker ones. They're not the sickest ones. So that's a good thing too. You know, with the this almost ethical pushback on getting vaccinated, which you see, which is enraging, and it is what it is on social media. 
how much of that do you experience in the hospital? People saying, you know, who, who come in sick and it's too late for them to get vaccinated. Mm, all the time. But, you know, I don't have judgment, right? Of course. I mean, there's no reason to do that. There, I mean, I, I, I've learned over this time, the thing that would make me go completely insane is to have this mindset that I have control over other people. I can only control me, right? And my role is to, one, see my patients and try to work towards the virtuous thing of doing the best I can for them. And whatever fate comes out of that, I have no control over that. Right. You know, I, it, I could I could do everything, you know, have every medication, have spin wheels, you know, invoke Cthulhu. I could do all kinds of things. And no matter what, whatever fate is going to be, fate's going to be. And I have to accept that. And they have to accept it too. Yeah. You know, whatever, it, but, you know, you make decisions that only affect you. And so I, I'm not there to judge you. I can't. If I kept doing that, it would only make me go insane and I wouldn't be able to do yeah, you what I need to do every day. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't be a good doctor if you're doing No. That. I couldn't do what I need to do. It, it's and it's hard. That that takes work. Because your inclination to initially respond in an emotional way. Because listen, emotions are real, and a lot of my friends think I have none, and it's not true. Your your emotions happen because you have an emotional response to things. If you get angry, you're gonna have you know, your blood pressure go up, your heart rate goes up, mm-hmm. pupils dilate, you're like, you know. But the thing you have to do is recognize it. Then you have to sit there and say, why do I feel this way? And then realize, where does it come from? If I'm angry because someone's talking smack about me, it's like, hold on, first of all, why am I so angry about it? Why am I having their, their value judgment mm-hmm. you know, become my value judgment? And then number two, Maybe they're right. Maybe there's something I've done to cross them, and maybe I need to fix that. That's what I need to figure out before I sit back and continue to snip about it and cause more ulcers for me to get and, you know, start snapping at my family and things like that. It's not worthwhile. It's a waste of the precious little life that we have because you never know when that sort of Damocles is going to fall down on top mm-hmm. of your head and you're done. And you wasted your day being angry about some stupid tweet or some That's stupid it. thing that said. It's like, what a waste of your time. It is. And one of the reasons I love you so much. You reference the sort of Damocles and Lovecraft in the same conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that racist Lovecraft? <laughs> Does your doctor do that? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> doctor Strange would reference Lovecraft. He would. He would. He'd do that. You know? You know, he's dead, you know. Oh, yeah. Did Clea replace him? Is that what happened? I don't know. I haven't read it all. I'm, I'm still behind on the comic, but it's weird. Why would they kill Doctor Strange? Ah. Uh, it's a weird... you got to read it. Okay. I'm reading it right now, and I'm going, nah. All right. As you sneak in a couple bites, I'll pose the next question. Since we're talking about vaccines, and since you illustrated the fact that the unvaccinated definitely have a greater risk, mm-hmm. there's, been, there's still conversation, vaccine hesitancy. What can you tell people right now about the vaccines that's important for them to know? I mean... There's, you know, we all all of us that are vaccinated aren't aren't dropping like flies. You we're know, eating like, a point of beef. Yeah, we're not being hospitalized. I mean, that's the thing. You know, I've not seen anybody hospitalized from the vaccine, but I've seen uh, untold numbers of people hospitalized because of contracting COVID. So that that's that's the thing. Are they safe? Oh yeah, my kids. We wanted to sign them up for this trials to get them beforehand, but I mean, they got them all right when they could get them. So yeah. Um, you know, the, it, the thing that we're finding is, is that I, I think about vaccine hesitant individuals, you know, I think the, the problem is that people want to, to kind of beat them with a, a, a chain or something. And that doesn't change anybody's, mm-hmm. you know, behavior. You can't do that. You, you have to just listen to people and try to answer their questions and really hear them. That's what people want to do most of the time in, in life. People want to be heard, right? Mm-hmm. They want to be seen, they want to be heard, and they want to know that somebody's listening to them. And, I totally agree with that. And it, it sometimes takes a lot of work to hear somebody say something over and over again. You go, wow, that sounds, that's, I've never heard that before. you got to kind of change this. I've never heard that before versus, God, you're stupid. Because that's what people think you're saying to them is that I can't believe how stupid that's you are. That's social media right now. Right. But that's the thing. Turn that off. It doesn't do anything for I mean, it, it, it to have a constant hammer hitting you in the head 
and somebody's saying this hammer's going to make you think better. It's like, how can you think when the hammer's hitting you? And instead, you know, maybe, maybe just let somebody verbally vomit what they're going to say, and then clean up a little bit and just go, that's interesting, I've never heard that before, and then keep slowly etching away at that boulder that's in front of you. I mean, the, the, the no, the Grand Canyon didn't, you know, form overnight, right? It was etched away mm-hmm. with erosion from water trickling through that canyon over time, and it formed this magnificent thing that we see. It takes time. Now, right, you could say, but Daryl, you know what? There's not a lot of time because time is of the essence when people can get sick and they can die. And you're right. You're right. So you have to have some urgency to your discussion. Mm-hmm. But what you can't do is try to, you know, force somebody through fear right. to do something. I mean, that that's, that doesn't work. That's why we live in a world full of so many anxious people because everything is motivated by fear versus motivated by something that has virtue. You know, I mean, you I have agree. to live with the, like these four virtues. You got to be courageous. You got to be, be you go through, you know, think with, with justice in mind. You know, have some self control and use wisdom. And if you can't do those four things, then you will never have the keys to a happy life or a good life. It's just going to be you're going to be squandering everything. If you if you say you're courageous, but it's not for a, a just reason, you're not being courageous. You're you're a coward, and you're doing crazy things that that aren't going to make you you know you know wise in any way and you're not going to make your life better which then people can look at you and you can evangelize from that standpoint and go i'm living this way and i'm not going to force it down your throat but if you want to be be happy for the rest of your life don't make a pretty woman your wife my personal point of view get another girl to marry you you know the old song (laughs) so let me ask you a question that you're probably not asked as often during the pandemic or where we're at right now over the past two years which has been I don't need to say what it's been. We all know what it's been. Insane. What's something good or hopeful or inspiring that you've taken away from the past couple of years? Huh. That, you know, that the real things that are, that you start to realize what's really important in life, like your family and your friends. Doing this. Yeah, this. I mean, the material stuff, I mean, you have a moment to sit and you're still, right? Because we didn't have to run around and go to events because we couldn't, you know? You didn't have to take your kids to 3,000 events that you think are making them into better human beings. And in fact, making them better human beings is to hang out with your family and to like, just show them that, hey, this is important because we're together. And it could all end in a moment. I mean, that's the silly thing. In the beginning, remember talking about this. We had to have conversations with my kids, my wife and I, about the possibility of us getting exposed to this when we didn't have any protections, getting sick, getting hospitalized, and possibly dying. Yeah. And this is talking to, you know, at the time, they were like seven and eight, you know, and, and five and six, you know. That's that's crazy. And as parents across the country were having similar conversations, yours, I'm sure, seemed extra resonant because every time the kids saw you walk out the door... You were going to the hospital. Right. And then I came home. I had my clothes changed. I washed my stuff. I didn't touch them before. I took a shower and, you know, did, like I said, a silkwood scrub and came out of that, you know? And it's like... There goes daddy off to war. Right. And that's the silly... And it's like my wife had to do it too. You know, she worked in the COVID tent and all those things. It's like, that's the kind of things you had to have that conversation. But as we were all together... It's like those moments were important. Yeah, for we, sure. We had, you had time to sit still and just take in that. That th- like these moments can never be taken away, and that's all you have are moments, right? I mean, the, the, every moment you have is your last moment, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. And if you meditate on that for a little bit, you want to make those times, even if it's garbage time, it's just special because you're sitting around and you're just laughing at some silly, you know cartoon or some drawing that somebody made mm-hmm. or somebody you know the dog does something stupid you know and you're like that's stuff you can never get back if you're if you're sitting there thinking i wish i worked more i wish i did this it's like why yeah in your deathbed no, no on one your, says that yeah, on your deathbed you're gonna go well i'm glad i got those reports done and mm-hmm. it's like no i'm glad i spent like just time we went to the arboretum yesterday you know my, my family which i've heard is lovely the morton yeah. arboretum Walked on the arboretum and 
it was a great day. It was nice and sunny before we now got, you know, uh -huh. Hoth that Chudney showed up. You know, we're now, we go from Tatooine to Naboo to Hoth in, like, in moments. Nerd. And I know I'm a nerd. And so we're walking around the Arboretum. And it looked, I, I wouldn't always go on these walks and hikes with my family to go to the Arboretum. I'd be like, ah, you know, I'll go. But I never, but I went and it was just wonderful just to walk around. And we saw some beaver, you know, swimming in the water. A bunch of ducks were hanging out. We skipped rocks across the pond. Just simple stuff that we didn't have a TV on. We didn't have a, you know, TV screens, computers, nothing like that. And it was just really nice. And my daughter said, you know, hey, you know, this is awesome that you came, Dad, that we did this. And I'm like, that's important. That, that, that's like the stuff that you never, the important things are right there in front of you. And, and the pandemic and going through all this, you start to realize what truly is important and what you really don't need. Um, like all the material stuff you already have is already broken, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you, oh, I got, you know, all these things that are, that are, I've worked so hard for, but why? Because the things that you really value are are right in front of you, your friends, your your people that you can associate with. When we went on that whole excursion to the Marvel thing, mm -hmm. like I told you, that and I told you guys, you and Dennis, I'm like, you know, this is important just to hang out and yeah. just to do this. We don't get to do this, and you know, Zoom hangouts were great, but to see you and have the opportunity because we're vaccinated and we were, yep. you know, all. It's like, I got to see you, talk to you, enjoy your presence, go walk around, geek out about all the Marvel stuff. Yeah, when you're on a Zoom, I mean, Zoom is flawed for all the reasons. You're looking at the clock, you're aware that, yeah. you know, you're, you're at your house and there's other stuff going on. Removing yourself from that same environment and being out in the world with people who you love and enjoy. Yes. It's everything. I, I don't know if you've seen the movie Don't Look Up yet. It, Not yet. So a lot of people are talking about it. It's the Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence movie on Netflix. Um, I guess mixed reviews. I really enjoyed it. It was probably about 30 minutes longer than it needed to mm -hmm. be. But there's, I'm not really spoiling anything, but Leo's last line in the movie was something along the lines of, in the end, I guess we did have everything we needed. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. And, it, I mean, that summary is, I think, exactly what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. We always realize that. And it's like... As I get older, I had to say my birthday, you know, and my birthday, my, my mom was in town for, really for three weeks. She was in town for Thanksgiving, my, you know, my birthday, and it was amazing having my mom here. And my mom, thank you, sir, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's like you look at your parents and they age. There's, there's health things that they can have mm -hmm. and you realize how lucky you are to have any moment you have with them. Sure, sure. And it was just amazing just to have her there, sometimes just sitting there and be like, my mom's sitting right there and that's awesome. My, my daughters get to be with grandma and hang out. My wife loves hanging out with her. It's like, that was important. And so for my birthday, we had people over and... You know, just people that I just care about, you know, and it, it, that was all I wanted. I, I don't, I can get anything I want, right? Material-wise. Right. And don't, don't need it. And when I was asked by my family, what did you want? What do you need for your birthday? I'm like, I have everything I need. I have everything I want. And it, I truly meant that. I, I put some social media posts up about it. And I'm, I fucking mean that. I mean, people that I interact with, even if it's like a tiny little interaction... I've come to really cherish that because you don't know when that's going to happen again. Right. So if anything came out of this, besides people learning that, you know, if you're sick, stay home, wash your hands. It's like the little stuff that goes on around you, the petty stuff that you think is so important that makes you go crazy for, it's not worth it. Just enjoy right. every little moment you have because it, it could be your last. Is that existential thinking? I, th I think it's kind of stoic. You okay. know, in the sense of like contemplating and meditating on death and realizing that, you know, it, it, like memento mori, remember you will die. Mm -hmm. um, also yeah. one of the best X-Files episodes. Yeah, so, so, I mean, here you go. I mean, it's it, one of those things where you, I'm going to put this cheese there and we're going to start dipping in. Uh -huh. and, and thinking about that and thinking, yeah, I mean, it's not just thinking you're going to die. 
I look at, you know, you look around at your family, your friend, they're all going to die. Yeah. We don't know when they're going to go. So why have an interaction with somebody that's poor? You know? Right. You don't know if that's the last interaction you're going to have with them. You know, and it's not, might not be yours. It might be that they're gone. Mm-hmm. So, and, I, and I, at first I thought about, whenever I thought about that whole thing, I thought about, well, I'm going to die someday. I'm going to die someday. And I'm thinking, I see young people die. You know, it's, it's, you know, my brother-in-law died, you know, and to see my in-laws have to deal with that, that's, that's the kind of stuff where you go, parents lose their children, you know, and so why argue with your kid about some stuff that doesn't really make any sense? Agreed. Agreed. You know, why, why get caught up in the mundane little petty things that don't mean anything? Just let it go. And that's an important thing. Just let stuff go. So yeah, when people don't get vaccinated, people, I don't. It, that's okay. Just gotta let it go. I can, I can only control me and my response to stuff. And I'm not gonna let that bring me down because I, I don't know if it's the last time I'm gonna be here. I'm double dipping because <laughs> you have your own sea sauce. Yes, you have your own okay. sauce. You can double. I feel like I. Warm. I feel like I need to audible what I'm doing here. I, I don't want to come across like some kind of. I'm monster. sorry. I went on a total rant about. You it's know, not a rant. Stuff and I mean kind of delving into this this philosophical craziness, you know? Yeah, I want to talk about the punk rock band you're in. <laughs> okay. Uh, but first, I should mention, this year's wrapping up, Dr. Gerald Wilson. It is. 2021. Uh, 2021 is also the 40th anniversary of Buona, 40 years of the family business. There's a lot to love on the menu, as we've come to learn right now. But at the heart of it is their signature Italian beef. Mm-hmm. The, the best. Take 10% off your online or mobile order with my promo code, Carne 10 all right, so that punk rock band. Yes. The Bull Weevils. Yes. Weevils. Bull, Bull Weevils. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's better. <laughs> yes, my band. I, I, I like to speak in anthems. You do. I mean, you'd like to. <laughs> boy, that was good. Uh-huh. I mean, boy, you, know, you didn't say it's like, you know, this cheese is broken. It's like, you know. <laughs> I, I did that at Riot Fest. I didn't want to. You did. You did, you always have a little, you know. My back pun. is broken. We're eating Italian beefless again. Right. Uh-huh. I, 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 you have a a pun for that all the time. It is a pun. Well, just here's the problem. It's not even a problem. Liniment and tonic. Yes. The single is one of the catchiest things you've ever written. <laughs> it is. Actually. I, I agree. My my wife said it's a jaunty tune. It. This is not me saying this because I'm your friend. It is catchy AF. Yes. As the kids say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just it rattles around my head. My back is I'm, broken. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm eating cheese fries in my car again. I, I, you know, it was it was a a song written out of um, fun and you know, um, yeah, it was it was too, it was one of those things we kind of threw together as a little fun little ditty. The things came together. We just got it out there. And and I, Kyle Kinane said something about that song. Did he really? He did. Well, he's a friend of yours, right? He is a friend of mine. He said something. I'm not trying to drop names here, but he said. Hey, we played it at a show here. And he goes, "Hey, that cover song you played was pretty good. What the hell's cover is that?" I'm like, "What cover? Remember that last song on my back?" Bro? I said, "No, that's one of ours. It's an original." He thought it was so good that it must have been a cover. Yes, <laughs> he said, that song's way good, man. Hope- like, like it was above your, you're punching yes. above your weight class. I'm like, "Wow!" I'm like, "Thanks, comedian. It better be a bit you're doing." Hey, listen, I know you don't like to name drop, but. What does Joe Principe think? Oh, he loves that song. I mean, <laughs> he loves all of our songs. He, he's like, you know, he's like a, you know, like our, our ace. He, he, he totally, he got us to take those songs, because you've heard many of the songs mm-hmm. from the LP that's mm-hmm. forthcoming. Um, that's my next question. He, he had told us to take those songs and take them to the blasting room to get mixed and mastered. And... Like you heard the first mixes of them, and then you heard the final stuff, and it's like, well, you know, Chris Beeble loved that guy. He he did a great job. Um, Larry Livemore, you know, mastered it. So the guys he's, he's do, been involved with some stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> some things, and it was all on you know, my, you know, Joe's kept he he kind of he did it in a coy way. I, I texted him stuff. I sent the songs. And he was like, oh, that sounds good. You know, you should think about doing it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't have that kind of 
scratch what are you talking about? I'm not, I'm not in some band that has, you know, that kind of thing that may be rising against the tide of things. I don't, I'm not in that band. And he goes, no, you should you should do that. I'm like, ah, I got money. And so, there's no such expensive. I'm like, ah, what do you think, I'm made of money? You think I'm a doctor or something? And so he, he says, well, okay. And he didn't pursue it more. But then there's like all this rumbling and, he, and, and finally it was like, you know, our, our label was like, you should get it mixed someplace else. Your label being Red Scare. Red Scare. So Toby said, you know, and then Brendan said it too. And um, he was like, this, you know. This has been an especially name droppy. Am I doing that now? No, this is the world you're in, bro. So, ah, jeez, I'm sorry. Um, so Brendan Kelly. Yeah, that's of the that, Lawrence Arms. Of the, <laughs> I would say more the Broadways <laughs> <laughs> or Slapstick. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or the Wandering Birds, whichever one you want to say. <laughs> um, so he um, said, "No, you guys got to you know mix that differently. You know, it's like you know, want to put out your stuff, got to mix it." So. We did. We took it, and it was a pulling teeth to get that done for the band. We battled about it for a little bit, but did you miss fighting? Do I? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. I really don't. Um, so we, we got it mixed there, and it sounded amazing. And then Joe comes back later, and he goes, "Yeah, you know, I, told, I said, why didn't you just tell me to just take it there? I mean, you should have just said it. Well, I didn't want to force anything, but I'm like, just I trust your opinion on it for sure." But you just just don't tell me things to placate me. Just tell me the truth. I mean, if it sounded you didn't, it didn't sound. Weird. You're a doctor. Give it to me straight. Yeah, just give it to me straight. You didn't want to do that. And I'm, I mean, I appreciate that you think you're going to hurt my feelings, but you're not going to hurt my feelings. So you can tell me that I, that sucks or that you don't think that sounds okay. That's okay. I mean, younger me, going back before I became you know wise to to the way of living, would have been like fuck you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but. Not Fuck anymore. you, rock star. Right, right, exactly. Major label. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're punk. That sounds punk rock. <laughs> so, I mean, they said that, but no, it, it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm really excited about it. You know, we just got to get these last songs recorded and done, which has been a climb. And um, then we'll have an LP sometime next so year. So for sure 2022. I mean, it's got to happen, right? Well, that's what we're pushing. Okay. You know, I mean, you know, who knows? There could be another variant that comes out. I don't know what's going to happen. Fair. And based on the trajectory of vinyl pressing, record out probably by 2026, 2027. <laughs> Listen. Thanks, Adele. Th- th- right, exactly. Things happen the way they happen. You know what? It'll get there. It'll get there. It'll get there. And you know what? It'll be amazing. And you'll be happy. And it'll be what you expected. Your back will be broken by the time you get it, though. <laughs> <laughs> So a question I don't I don't know if I've ever asked you I don't think I have I, really you haven't asked me this question how many this is a rarity well because it's an obvious interview question and I try to avoid obvious interview questions but it's something that I kind of want to know and I don't think I've ever asked you I go record shopping with my son all the time it's yep. one of the great joys of my life is to go record shopping with my twenty year old kid like oh my god this is I used to touch up you pick up oh yeah Actually, yeah so we went to we were at bucket of blood last week and he picked up a ray gun album yeah and he picked up the first bad brains album yeah and i mean just elemental punk rock stuff yes I mean, bad brains you know wrote the blueprint for that type of hardcore music yep. i mean yep. and it, it excites me that he's digging into that stuff and kind of building a foundation what were those records for you huh that started me off yeah in music or punk rock i'll say let's go both okay so like music, I've said this in other interviews before. I mean, music stuff. My family always played music in the house, always. And my my dad and mom had like records galore, you know, like huge vinyl collections. And is it all gone now? My mom still has it. Awesome. So most of the stuff that was played in my house, it was a, a real menagerie of music, but a lot of funk, you know, soul, you know. Um, yeah, comedy records and stuff like the old Red Fox stuff. That mm-hmm. of course, little kids didn't hear that, but I'm like, nope. hey, it's Red Fox. But he had, you know, the um, unfortunate, you know, guy who's turned out to be a pretty skanky person, Bill Cosby. Um, you can get those records, I think, for free at every record store. Probably, now. probably. Every clearance bin in the city and suburbs please has Cosby. Take this records. and burn this uh-huh. now, please. It's very to touch it. It's filth. Um, but we had all those things, you know, and taking things at the time. You know, that's what you had at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, the Chicken Heart was great. Um, 
but we had, you know, like Sly and the Family Stone, um, Parliament Funkadelic, Stevie Wonder, you know, Isley Brothers, yeah. you know, the Jackson 5, everything. You can think about that, you know, um, you know, um, Brothers Johnson was one of my favorite freaking bands. And as a kid, I, I love Brothers Johnson. I just do. And um, it, it's like, you know, Strawberry Letter 23, you know, is, you know, you, you hear that. I mean, that is that is like you can't you hear these songs. Of, and I said 23, it's 22. But you hear, you hear these songs and it's like brings back memories of my childhood that were really joyous. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we all and, have those songs, those albums. Yeah. Those so, so so that's it. But then I heard you know, my, my sister started playing like Prince and she had the B-52s and Devo and other things. I'm like, oh, well, this is cool. I'm going through a Devo phase. I go through them like every year or so. I'm in the middle of one right now. And and I mean, right, they were awesome. By the way. Oh my god, that was, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I I got to then you know start listening to some metal like MTV came out or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know I heard ACDC, I saw Iron Maiden, and I'm like, holy crap, this is amazing. And I, I started liking metal, and. I remember being told by some kids, you can't listen to this because that's white people music. Oh, like, Jesus, um, God. And I, and I was savvy enough, I guess, as a kid to go, no, music is only black and white on the paper it's written on. And that's and that's me as a young asshole. <laughs> young upstart, you know. And so I listened but to God, that. Just hearing that shit, like knowing how early that starts. Yes. Is, is well, I mean. I, I, know, it's, I know it's there. You're taught that by, you know, if you ever think you're not going to run into people that are morons every day, then you're going to be the person's... Oh, no, I'm, I'm aware. Like, I'm yeah, clear just, on that. You know. mm-hmm. And so I, I, you know, listened to metal. And then it was like I started skateboarding very poorly. And, um, you know, my Yeah, parents, you either have that or you don't. Nah, I yeah. didn't have it. Mm-hmm. I thought I did, but I didn't have any of it. My best t- trick was no comply. I did over a bench one time, and it was awesome. I'm like, that's the best trick I've ever done. I Good night, everybody. I should be yeah. skating. I didn't. Because Tony Hawk could do better. And so, um, we, my parents were getting divorced, you know, angry youth, you know, moving. Just, you know, whatever. I was just pissed. And, of course, I was looking for something a little bit more aggressive and angry. Mm-hmm. And I was skateboarding, and that was my outlet to, you know, instead of self-harm, it's like maybe I can do some tricks, but I might be harming myself while I'm skating. Yeah. Um, and this one kid I was skating with brought this tape, and he said, here's the tape, listen to this music, you might like this. And it was the adolescence. Mm-hmm. It was the germs. It was the angry Samoans. And those are the three bands. That was the holy and, trinity for you. Yes, and, and like angry Samoans is like one of my favorite, favorite bands. So Back From Samoa is like one of my favorite records ever, ever. And so, and then The Germs. Just, I, when I heard Darby Crash, I was like hooked. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. His voice is how I feel. That's amazing. And that's so amazing. I started delving into more punk. So I started listening to Circle Jerks and, and you know, Black Flag, you know, um, you know, just finding more and more bands to to delve into. Now, were you hanging out at record stores back then or were you just like trading tapes with friends? Trading tapes with friends but then I'd go to record stores and buy some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And so then it came down to moving to Chicago and that's when I was introduced to Naked Reagan. I was already listening to you know Bad Religion and to The Descendants and all and stuff like that. So I was like already listened to those bands because I was a skater so mm-hmm. I mean I could get introduced to stuff. And, you know, going through Thrasher Magazine and figuring out who you're going to listen to and things like that. Um, but then it was like, I got interested in Angry Raygun. Was Raygun one of the first bands you were aware of on the Chicago level? Yeah, and the Effigies, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, Raygun was, like, it. Oh, yeah. And and that was, like, being introduced to them really made me go the deepest of dives into <laughs> punk rock. And, and that's when I became, like... Well, this is like another. Moving here, I was I moved. I was a senior in high school. I was really pissed, you know. And I was like, "Hey, well, actually, between my senior and junior year, I was like junior senior. I was pissed, but met people through shows because you can always meet people at shows. That was always another family you had through skating and through through you know punk rock. And so, delving into Chicago and going to shows was it. 
and that's where I've met people that are still my friends to this day, you know, will always be my friends. They will be there to support Which, me. how many people can you say from high school, let's say, you still talk to as opposed to the punk rock community? Uh, You're probably a bad example. I am a bad example of that. Um, bring back Paul, Paul Katani, my best friend. Um, who else? I was trying to make a well, case for punk rock, but... My colleagues I work with, my buddy Pete, you know, I work with... Um, so yeah, no, I can keep going wait, on. Wait, handsome Pete from the Bull Weevils? No, 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 no. This is <laughs> one of the docs I work with, Pete, to resonate with me and stuff. So, no, <laughs> so, <laughs> handsome Pete, the, the best looking guy in the band? Yes, handsome Pete. Great teeth, great chin, everything about him is perfect. I, I just, you know, I, I never sat down and interviewed him before. I usually, you know, I, I keep you all to myself. Right, you see my ugly face all the time. You're so used to it. Stop it. I'm common. But, but Pete's just looking at me, I'm like, what's he doing in this band? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that part right there, what's he doing in this band? Band. He's he's you know he's glamming this band up too much. <laughs> that is what it is. We have to have something that actually is eye candy. Like everything else is like, oh, Daryl's entertaining and fun and blah blah. Mm-hmm. Pete's rugged. Ken's a tough guy too. Ken's like got, Ken's like textbook Chicago. Yes, Ken he, is Chicago. Ken looks like a, a, a Chicago cop that got busted back to desk sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> Running some dirty stuff on the side. <laughs> yeah. that, that, so you know you're off the street, right? Oh, come on, you can't bust me down. And it's like, you know, so you got us three jackholes, and then you got to have something that is actually going to keep people looking up. Sure, sure. I jump around too much, you can't really tell what's going on. Then you get me in a moment like this, and you get it close, we go, oh my God, what's that blemish? What is going on? It's like when I saw 311 the last time Last time I saw them, I'm like, Nick Hexum's too good looking for, to, to be playing <laughs> any kind of rock and roll. You know, there there's just good-looking people, and then there's people like Pete who are extremely good-looking. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's like, you know... So, I mean, I, I, I we have to have something, you know, it, it, that if we had trading cards, his card would be the one. If we had a, if the album came out, like, with a Kiss kind of cover of each one, that'd be the one that would sell the it's most. It's like, oh, I got a Fitzner. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on! It's like, there, there's, you know, things that you get that, you know, yeah, everybody's got their own thing. You know, and and Pete is a amazing drummer, and he's amazing looking. Yeah, you had to point that out, didn't you? You messed up my fucking stories. You asked me some some bullet point question, then you go off into how we're a bunch of ugly mugs and we got no! a good looking dude no. in the band. Yeah, you're, you're you're a handsome son of a bitch. You know that. Ruggedly handsome. Ruggedly handsome. <laughs> Ruggedly handsome. Ruggedly handsome. You know that's the thing. You you ooze charisma. <laughs> there you go, charisma. <laughs> yes. Are you talking okay. about? The Kiss song from Dynasty? The Kiss, yeah. That's one of my favorite Kiss songs. There you go. The album's kind of a throwaway. Rolling, Rolling Stones cover and all, but Charisma. Right. How could, I'm a musical savant like that where I throw things out there mm-hmm. where you have a tiny little, little crack in the crack in there and I just bust right through it some crazy Is records. it my body or is it my brain? Do I drive <laughs> you insane? Yeah, yeah. Charisma. Uh-huh. What is my <laughs> charisma? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no. It's a so, Gene Simmons classic. Gene Simmons classic. You know, so yeah, we, we had, you know, the, the, the Naked Ray Gun came up and that was like my thing into Chicago. But if you talk about the records that got me into punk rock, it was Back From Samoa, mm-hmm. it was Adolescence, Adolescence, um, and Germs, Germs, the original Germs record. Which, they got you hooked, not a bad starter kit for anyone. No, no. And then it's like, you know, got Circle Dirt Group Sex, you know, and that's like my kind of Mount Rushmore of things you throw them up there when you talk about that you know I mean, of course listening to Descendants and you know you know Milo Goes to College like such an amazing record and my favorite band by the way you know honestly it's like my favorite band because um, that that taught me something about pop hooks in songs yeah that you could do and still be a punk band and 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 that's that's where I, I aspire to have that kind of a thing. Though we're nowhere near like that at all. I mean, my God, we're, we're melodic hardcore, whatever you want to call it. If you take Ramones off the table, yeah, were Descendants the first pop punk band? Yes. What about the Buzzcocks, though? See, Buzzcocks definitely came before. So, but I, never, about- I don't think of them as pop punk. But what you consider them just a power pop band? 
No, I just always think of them as pop punk. But do you though? Ever fall in love is a punk song. It is, but it's very poppy. orgasm addict is a punk punk song. But it's so poppy. Descendants is one of the first. Yes, they are. I, I agree. They're they're the God, they're the 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 DNA of all of that. Yes. But then that comes from something too, and like I said, you know, thinking of yes, I, I will say it because they're my my favorite band. But I'm trying to think of other things that would fit into that vein, and I do sometimes consider the Buzzcocks to be like poppy. I get pop. it. See, I, I can make a case for Ramones just as easily. You could, but I thought they're more garagey. This is this is a dangerous rabbit hole to go down. I know. <laughs> so I'm going to stop it right now. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the thing. It's like you start assigning genres to bands. I know, but you know what it is? It's just music, and it's just yeah. good. You know, it just made me feel a part of something. You know, it, it it my feelings were expressed in music and in songs that I could sit there and go, I relate to that. That's how I feel right now. Like these people were in my head and figuring out how I felt, and it was there in a song. I could sit there and you know release all this pent-up rage to. You know what I learned from Ramones? What did you learn from the Ramones? I don't need a good haircut to be successful. <laughs> you know, I, I guess it's true, um, but you have a good haircut. Thanks. I mean, you really do. I go, I go see Mike the Punk Rock Barber. You do have a good haircut. Or, over in North Center. He does yeah, a fine your job. Your hair is always trimmed nice. I, mean, it's I try. I try. I, I shaved a little bit for you. Shaved I, I shaved a little bit for you, too. I did, but it's, you can't see it right now. That's in your porno that you made. That's right. <laughs> what, what was that? Uh, heavy and wet. Heavy and heavy. Wet and heavy. <laughs> wet and heavy. The uh, wet and heavy two. You know, the shaved version. <laughs> like to thank Bona B for sponsoring the show this week. It's <laughs> ever going to end on that note right there. Who's end on some note like that? Okay, Daryl, you're a delight. <laughs> Thanks, James. You're a too. Dr. Daryl Wilson from the Bull Weevils. He's a real doctor. Real and doctor. he's a real punk rock hero. Kind of. And I, the, the challenge whenever I record this with a guest <laughs> uh, is the guest never really gets to properly eat because I'm I, always peppering the guest with questions. I ate the sandwich. I, I you did a good thing. job. Did you, did you get enough napkins? Yeah, there's some right here. Okay, good. I mean, I got, I got cheese in here still. I mean, mm-hmm. I, we're doing it. All right. Uh, thank you for watching. If you, if you like thank this, you. please tell a friend. Uh, support his band. Like he said, hopefully, knock wood, uh, new album next year. In the meantime, stream Liniment and Tonic and let that just sit in your head and take you into the new year. Oh, yeah. But you got to play that at midnight right into 2022. That's, That's right. the anthem. My back is broken. I'm saying Happy New Year again. Yes. Happy New Year. Man. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks.